Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Everybody and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to discuss in Islanders land today. Two more signings. We have further rumors about some possible trades and moves by the Islanders. Plus, our Islanders birthday of the day and a look at Nick Letty's season that was and where he fits in in the future of the New York Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off of your next order. All right, so first off, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that you'd like to discuss. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we will keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, first off, with today, the Big news coming out of the uh, Islanders' camp, so to speak, is a a couple of signings. And today, forward Austin Zarnick and defenseman Grant Hutton have each signed two-year deals. Now, Zarnick uh, is 27 years old. He's played a total of 121 career NHL games, 13 goals, and 25 points. This is more of an AHL kind of a move. Zarnik, uh, again, 27 years old, played eight games with the Flames last year, and then played for the Stockton Heat, which is the Flames' AHL affiliate, and had 33 points, 16 of those goals, in 32 games. So, basically... Uh, He was a member of the uh, 2018 AHL All-Star Game when he was in the Bruins organization, uh, former hockey player and star at the University of Miami of Ohio, and uh, was captain of the Red Hawks there for his final two years. Meanwhile, Hutton is 25. He was a rookie last year with the Sound Tigers had six goals and 15 points in 55 games, led all Sound Tigers defensemen in goals with the six, 
was third in total points. And basically, that was last year his first full season of professional hockey. He did play nine regular season and five playoff games late during the 2018-2019 season with the Sound Tigers. Hutton uh, spent four years at Miami of Ohio and was named captain during his senior year. And basically what we're looking at here uh, is a couple of veteran AHL kind of guys who, if somebody gets hurt or if they demonstrate that they're playing at an elite level, they can certainly be brought up uh, in order to fill in and to play in the NHL for however long you need it, whether it's a game, five games, ten games, if they're really playing at a high level. So, you know, this is insurance, and this is the these are the guys that you sign to help develop the younger AHL guys who are more prospects. These are players who every organization needs and wants, and these are your your basic quadruple A kind of guys. They're a little, you know, they're very good at the AHL level, not quite good enough to earn regular shifts in the NHL, and as a result, they end up, you know, probably on the average year, five to ten games in the NHL, uh, 50 to 60 games in the AHL, you add the leadership, you add the, you know, they often are the captain or the alternate captain, and you move on from there. But look, are either of these guys considered big-time prospects? No, I, I, I would have to say they are not. Are they useful players who certainly can have an impact on the Islanders organization and who can help in a pinch? Absolutely. So, Again, these these players, these signings, not big bucks, filling out your minor league roster, adding depth to the organization, and really just uh, trying to, to add more to, you know, in case of injury and, and for depth purposes. So, uh, Zarnick and Hutton added to the Islanders' uh official roster, and we go on from there. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Josh Hosang, by the way, filed for arbitration. Uh, again, according to Lou Lamorello and, and more or less all the different things that I've heard, heard about and heard from, very, very unlikely that Josh Hosang is back with the Islanders organization. So, uh, we'll see how that one plays out, but to me, Josh Hosang, more or less, uh, yeah, I mean, more or less, the Islanders are just hoping to be able to get something for him or to include him in any kind of a deal that they may be able to make. Still waiting right now on the big news, and we talked on yesterday's show that there were rumors going around as far as the possible trade involving Johnny Boychuk. As of right now, that trade has still not happened, and the Islanders have still not signed either of their remaining restricted free agents. Obviously, that would be Ryan Pulak, and of course, 
Matthew Barzal. So we're waiting on all of that, and the trade may be the key to signing those two, even though you no longer have to sign Devontae's. We're going to take a little break. We'll talk more about some of these rumors involving Islanders trades. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we're going to look at Nick Letty's season, both the season that was and the season ahead. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And hey, Islanders fans, if you want to find a winning formula like the Islanders did in the playoffs, you've got to check out Ryan Holiday's new book, The Life of Stoics. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue, to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea, you control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's all about what you did to adapt. Lives of Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. And guys, we know that talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we try to brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a hard day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it, and with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Wanted to follow up uh, a little bit about the Devon Taves trade, and it, it really wasn't what Islander fans had in mind. And you get the feeling based on his comments from his press conference, that it really wasn't what Lou Lamorello had in mind either. Here is the quote, it takes two to make any transaction. Devon was the individual involved, that's the best way to put it, not that he was a player targeted. I had a conversation with him and it was difficult because he's such a quality human being and a good hockey player. We would not have made this move if the time, uh, if the ice time that Devon received we didn't have the ability to put a player into that. We feel Noah Dobson is ready to take the next step. Obviously, that is a big part of this, that Noah Dobson is ready to take the next step, eager to assume a top six role. You also have heard that Lou Lamarolo believes that Andy Green, good chance that he'll be back, so maybe depending if you trade either uh, Boychuk or Letty, you still have Andy Green and Noah Dobson as probably your, you know, number either five, six or uh, four, five or six defensemen. 
lining up that way. And it should still make for an interesting situation. And look, for Taves, so often, you know, it's easy to think about these hockey players as pieces on a chessboard or just, you know, people who just are there to entertain us. But look, Devontae's just got married this past weekend. Uh, class act on and off the ice. We shall see, uh, you know, what the future holds for him in Denver. But uh, I think the Avalanche are obviously getting a quality hockey player and a quality human being. And, and it wasn't the Islanders' uh, number one choice uh, to deal Devon Taves, but it really, when he filed for arbitration and the way the negotiations with the Avalanche were working, that pretty much had to be the way it went. As for the Corey Schneider situation, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday, the deal that was discussed was one year at $700,000, which is a win-win. Schneider would give them experience, whether he is the backup in the NHL or a starter or or a co-starter in the AHL, and it gives Schneider a chance to prove that he can still get the job done and and maybe get a, a better job in the NHL going forward. Now, that deal is not yet official. They have agreed to terms, but haven't signed on the dotted line just yet. So keep your eye out. We'll make you, we'll let you know when that deal is actually official. But as of right now, it's, uh, you know, agreed to, but not signed. And you know what they say, until it's signed, uh, it ain't over. Now, as for the Johnny Boychuk situation, we don't know what that's going to end up being. Uh, We don't have a done deal as of yet. There are teams who are interested, but no deal has been finalized. And I I think it's safe to say, if you're an Islanders fan, that you should not be expecting the Islanders to get much in exchange for either Johnny Boychuk or any other salary trade that they make. Uh, You know, if they're looking to unload a high-salaried player, Maybe the Islanders even have to throw in some draft picks uh, in order to, or, or another player in order to make that deal interesting. Maybe that's what you do. You, you trade Johnny Boychuk and Josh Hosang, and I'm just making this up as far as, you know, an example of a player you could throw in there. And the idea that Hosang has offensive potential and might be able to help a team, uh, you know, entices someone to take Boychuk's contract on, and then there's draft picks involved and what have you. But at this point in time, still nothing in stone with the Johnny Boychuk situation, and we will certainly keep an eye on it in the future. At the end of the day, though, I think Islander fans know that they have a great general manager in Lou Lamarillo, and you know, he's a guy who has earned the trust of Islanders fans. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 58th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Tom Curvers. Curvers originally drafted by the Montreal Canadiens in the seventh round back in 1981. He spent four seasons at the University of Minnesota Duluth and then went straight into the NHL. A pretty good offensive defenseman was with the Canadians, Sabres, Devils, Maple Leafs, and Canucks before he joined the Islanders in 1991-92, spent 
three seasons with the Isles, producing 56 points in his first year, 38 in his second, 40 in his third, and, and played fewer games in those second and third years on the island, then finished up with one more year in uh, Anaheim with the then Mighty Ducks before playing a season in Japan and then retiring. We're going to go back and look at one of Tom Curver's better games as an Islander, and he had a lot of them. It was uh, not always easy to choose, but Nassau Coliseum, January 23rd, 1993. Tommy Soderstrom, the goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers, while Mark Fitzpatrick was in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. Teams trading power play goals early, Rod Brindamore scoring while Tom Curvers was in the penalty box for holding. Brindamore is 21st from Greg Hawgood and Gary Galley, 1-0 in favor of the Flyers. But the Islanders get back on the board with Joseph Berenak in the box. Brad Delgarno, his eighth, a power play goal from Pierre Turgeon and Marty McGinnis, and it's 1-1. A mere 33 seconds later, Travis Green unassisted, making it 2-1 Islanders. And then, with Ryan McGill in the box for roughing, Tom Curvers gets his first goal of the game, third of the season. Pat Flatley and Steve Thomas with the assists, and that one coming at 14:44. Then, the Islanders score again at 18:01. Pat Flatley is eighth from Benoit Hogue and Tom Curvers. And all of a sudden, it's a 4-1 to one Islanders lead. But Dennis Vasky in the box for interference. Mark Recchi, a power play goal, his 29th of the year from Brent Fedick and Gary Galley. At the end of the first period, the Islanders held a 4-2 to lead. In the second period, that lead evaporated. Joseph Berenak, his third of the season from Dmitry Yuskevich and Tommy Soderstrom at 6.05. That made it 4-3, and then with Steve Thomas in the box for tripping, Rod Brindamore got his 22nd, Kevin Deneen and Gary Galley the assists. We were even at four apiece, but the Islanders got the lead back late in the second period. Scott Lachance is fifth from Marty McGinnis and Travis Green. After 40 minutes, it was the Islanders five and the Flyers four. The third period, however, was all Islanders. Marty McGinnis, his third from Benoit Hogue at 150. Then, on the power play with Tommy Soderstrom called for delay of game and Rick Natris called for tripping, Tom Curvers converts on the power play. His fourth of the year, second of the game, Uwe Krupp and Pierre Turgeon with the helpers. And in the final minute, with Ryan McGill off for cross-checking, Benoit Hogue, a power play goal, his 17th, Tom Curvers, and Jeff Norton with the assist. Final score in this one. Islanders winning it 8-4. to four. Tom Curvers, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Two goals, two assists, a four-point night. Also had six shots on goal to lead the Islanders. As far as plus-minus was concerned, a number of Islanders were plus-two. Brad Delgarno, Pat Flatley. Travis Green, Benoit Hogue, Darius Kasparitis, uh, those guys, and Dennis Vasky, but plus three for Marty McGinnis. He had a goal and two assists. So did Benoit Hogue, Pat Flatley, Thomas Green, one goal, one assist, Pierre Turgeon, 
with a pair of helpers. Meanwhile, Fitzpatrick, 32 saves to earn the win. But today we celebrate the birthday of Tom Curvers. He turns 58 years old today. Happy birthday to Tom Curvers. We're going to come back, take a look at a current Islanders defenseman, Nick Letty, what he did this past season and what he'll be doing for the Islanders this season or will he be an Islander this season? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And guys, if you want to stay healthy and get yourself some energy, you got to have a Built Bar. It's the best tasting uh, protein bar ever. And it comes now in 18 amazing flavors, both nut-free and those with nuts. Six new flavors like Caramel Brownie, Cherry barcia. Carrot Cake, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Apple Almond Crisp, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, these are great. Let's talk about Cookies and Cream. It is my favorite flavor. Each bar has 17 grams of protein, just 130 uh, calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So we continue our series on the Islanders players from a year ago and talk about their season in review and where they fit in with the Islanders' future. Right now, Nick Letty, Letty, uh, Still, you know, an important member of the Islanders. Played 60 games last season. Three goals, 21 points. So he was actually ahead of the pace that he had the season before. In the playoffs, three goals, seven points. Playing in all 22 playoff games for the Islanders. Here's the deal with Letty. He is 29 years old. He'll be 30 in March. And... Look, right now, Nick Letty is still a valuable part of this Islanders team. He definitely has good ice vision, passes the puck well, is a strong contributor on the power play, responsible in his own zone. He's got, you know, decent size at 6 feet, 210 pounds. And look, he has been an important New York Islander right now for six seasons. And... I think that the Islanders would really love to have Nick Letty back and let him be either the fourth, fifth, or sixth defenseman next year, give him time on that first and or second power play unit, and let him continue to do his thing. But the question becomes, first of all, Nick Letty is being paid a little bit more than the value you're getting from him. He's a 25 to 30 point a year defenseman playing mostly third pair minutes with the power play added on and you know they're paying him more like he is a top three you know three or four defenseman so you know there is that factor to it and you know the rumor right now is that they'll look to trade Johnny Boychuk but I get the feeling that other teams may be more interested in Nick Letty because he's younger and because he can add a little bit more on the power play 
than Boychuk can. So I think the Islanders would prefer to keep Nick Letty, but they may not be able to pull that off the same way they probably did not want to deal Devon Taves, but Lou Lamorello felt like his hand was forced by the arbitration and by what other teams were willing to do. I think that Letty, while it is more likely that he's back with the Islanders, there is still a chance that Letty is dealt before the season begins, mostly to save cap purposes. But if he's back, I think he holds a similar role to where he's been. He's either on the second or third pair, mostly seeing action on the second power play unit and contributing that way. And he will continue to be a good guy in the locker room and a steady influence both on and off the ice. I am a Nick Letty fan, and it just becomes a question of, you know, value. And when the Islanders first signed him, uh, acquired him back in 2014 and added him to the roster, he was a great pickup, and that deal he signed made a lot of sense when they signed it. But right now, his cap hit is a little bit above his value, and that is one of the issues the Islanders have to figure out. That's going to do it for today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, we have a new episode breaking every Monday through Friday. The new episodes come out a little after midnight, around 12.25 a.m. Night Owls, you could listen before bed. Early risers, it'll be waiting for you. And if you subscribe, it'll be waiting in the inbox of your podcatcher of choice. If you're enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. That helps other Islander fans Find the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.